Coming up next on The Voice of Alabama Politics, no COVID restrictions at the State House. Also, Mo Brooks doesn't want to go head to head with Katie Britt. And Mike Hubbard wants out of prison early. If you can't do the time, don't do the crime. Okay, time's up. Don't let that be Alabama justice system. All this and much, much more coming up next on The V. Welcome to the voice of Alabama politics, where we tackle the tough issues so you have the hard facts. I'm your host, Bill Britt, and today I'm joined by Susan Britt, research guru extraordinaire, and Josh Moon, investigative reporter and columnist at APR. Welcome. Hi. Hey, guys. Hi, guys. Hi Josh. Well, you know, as, as my old pappy used to say, the gall. And I'm thinking the gall of former Speaker of the House current felon to ask that he get out of his prison sentence a year early is just, I, I don't know how you become more narcissistic than he is, but prison has not taught him a thing, Josh. He is still the same lying, cheat, crook that he's always been at, with a dose of little little narcissism, I think, whole big yeah. dose, right? Well, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a little bit of a self entitlement. Uh, no, there's no doubt there. And and but listen, Mike Hubbard is really sorry that he got convicted. Uh, I mean, you know, he's sorry sorry. He got caught. <laughs> yeah, he's very, very sorry that he got convicted. Uh, and yeah. that uh, you know, the crimes not so much, but the the conviction. He's really, he's really sorry about that. Yeah, he, uh, he yeah. Is. Listen, he's already getting out what two years earlier than he should yeah. anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's right. So. Uh, you know, I, I don't understand why this is a thing. I, I really don't. I don't understand why this is a letter going to somebody, uh, yeah. and why, to a judge, why it's a news story out there. That, that Because he has, no, uh, there, he has no entitlement at all to get out early. He has no chance for parole. That's what everybody said. He could, there, there's no way to get, for him to get out early out of this sentence. Uh, and so, but what worries me is usually in this state, Right. When something is taking place that you're going, what? That doesn't that doesn't make any sense. Some real shadiness is about to go down. I mean, Susan, a jury in Lee County, mm-hmm. his home, convicted him of 12 counts of felony mm-hmm. ethics violations. A jury saw it. Mm-hmm. They heard it. They reached testimony. Mm-hmm. The Court of Criminal Appeals, after almost two years, decided that one count should go away. So now we were down to 11. But the Supreme Court, in its infinite wisdom, was able to find that, well, five of those were not accurate on uh, technicalities. But the sentence of 48 months and eight years probation uh, stayed in place until Judge Walker sliced it in half. Now Hubbard wants it sliced in half again. If he does, this shows that there is no integrity in the courts in Alabama. We already know that, but this mm-hmm. is proof positive. Yes, and on Thursday, Attorney General uh, Steve Marshall filed an objection saying that the reasons that he gave for wanting to get out did not justify letting him out uh, because he was convicted. He himself was the man that committed the crimes. 
that he is asking to be let out on now. So he's got an objection to it. So if they go through with it, it's even stinkier yeah. than we think. Because if Steve Marshall is against it, generally, you know, it's, yeah. Yeah. He, he's never seen a white politician that he wanted to prosecute yeah. if they were right. a Republican. Exactly. Yeah. And thank God he didn't have to prosecute this one. He just got to keep this one in jail, which he's yeah. uh, doing a, a pretty poor job of so far. But, yeah. uh, you know, really not his fault, uh, honestly. Uh, you know, this is not Steve Marshall's uh, game that, no. that, that is being played here. This is other people's no. games. And it's, a, you know, really, uh, it's the, the courts have become so partisan. Uh, here and and you listen. I, I don't care which side you're on, uh, Democrat, Republican. Uh, you know, if there is a comparable state court in some Democratic-run state that is as compromised as our Supreme Court in this state is for Republicans, yeah. then that's yeah. a problem uh, because it shouldn't be that way. Once you achieve that level, uh, you know, you've got to follow the laws and you've got to stop bending things uh, to, to placate a party agenda. And that's what's happening here in this state is they're placating a party agenda more so than they're, they're following precedent that has been set. Well, they did not want to see Mike Hubbard in jail, because if you look at all those men on the court and the, on the Supreme Court, mm -hmm. they are all like Mike Hubbard. Mm -hmm. They're all like Mike Hubbard was worth seven million dollars when he was indicted, Susan. Mm -hmm. yes, but he, he wanted more. He wanted more. That's not <clears throat> uncommon for people like that. That's why they get in the position that they're in. But uh, maybe, just, maybe if he had said he wanted to get out early to help them, advise them on the prison bill. <laughs> oh God! He, he said that he wanted to restore public trust and the yeah. and, and politics. No, Mike, you proved that you can't be trusted. Yeah, but yeah. there we go. He does have I, a I'm, unique perspective on the prison bill. I'd say that. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. he does. But you know what? Yeah. He is he has not been doing hard time. No. They, no. they he, he's he is watched over like a baby up there in limestone. Mm -hmm. Anyway, it's just crazy. Uh, we got about two minutes. I want to get to. Speaker Mac McCutcheon last week announced that he expected the special session to cover prisons mm -hmm. to be at the end of this month or the beginning of October. And I, 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 Josh, I keep hearing that the Republicans have, you know, they're on board with it. Amazingly, they're going to spend $400 million of COVID money on it. But that the Democrats are having some problems with it now. Are you hearing the same thing? Yeah, yeah, I think, uh, well, the Democrats have always had a problem with this because the the issues with the prison bill don't don't address the issues with the prisons, you know? I mean, it's it's nice to build the prisons, okay? It's a, it's a, it's a positive step that should be a part of a plan to address a lot of the problems. And the, yeah. the problem that a lot of Democrats have is that you're not addressing most of those problems. You're also then trying to use COVID money. You want to use $400 million of COVID money, and they're, they're hopeful they can use another $200 million on top of that. So... There are problems throughout the state that we all know $600 million could address better than put yeah. them into prisons. Yeah. And the thing that bothers me, Susan, you and I have talked about this, is that, okay, let's say that building the prisons are a good idea. Let's, let's just give them that. It's okay. a good idea. All right. But what about if you're going to put $400 million into prisons, how about putting $200 million or $400 million into rural health care? I mean, hmm. I mean, that's something that really would help a lot of people. Especially yeah. during these times right now. I mean, you know, EOB yeah. has had to open another COVID uh, facility for vaccinations. And I mean, if anybody needs desperate money right now, it's the healthcare system. Yes. I mean, jo uh, Josh, if you're in rural Alabama, your chances of dying are greater than if you live in a more populated area like Huntsville, Madison, places like that, because you have healthcare there. There isn't anything in rural Alabama that's e equivalent. 
No, you, some people are driving more than an hour. Uh, you know, if you have a heart attack, you're having to drive more than an hour to an ER. Uh, yeah. That's that, that, if they that's get a health problem. Not full. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you can even get a bed at the place there, so yeah, uh, you know, how about how about eight hundred million or so for for rural health care, or yeah. you know, just expand Medicaid? I, you know, my crazy. Well, I know it, it's, a pop, it's a it's a it's an election year that'll never happen. But I think everyone should be able to get on board. If we're going to spend four hundred million on prisons, let's spend at least two to four million on health care. We'll leave it right there. You're watching the V, the voice of Alabama politics. We'll be right back with more news. Remember this number. This is what Alabama loses every day because our legislators haven't passed a gaming and lottery bill. And this one. This is what we'll send to other states this year alone. $700 million that could be invested in our economy and children's future. And here's one more. 1-855-GAMING-1. This is the number to call your legislator and tell them the time to pass a gaming and lottery bill is now. So you got caught speeding. But this time you got more than a ticket. What are you in for? Vehicular homicide. Stop speeding before speeding stops you. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. Your career isn't a job. It's a journey. Your next job could lead to bigger things, and you're in charge of how fast and how far you want to go. At alabamaworks.com, you can connect with employers and start working right now. Then chart your path forward with training and career planning tools. That next paycheck is great, but it's only the beginning. Start a great success story at alabamaworks.com. Welcome back to The V, the voice of Alabama politics. Susan, redistricting is going to be a big deal. I mean, we, we the Republicans are in charge of redistricting and they're gonna redistrict it so that it's going to be, it's going to favor mm -hmm. Republicans, except in a few places. And that's all legal. I can say that it's not moral or ethical, but they're going to do it. But the League of Women Voters, which is not a partisan group, no. they think that the counties should not be split up. That, you know, these, these counties should be left whole so that they can represent the constituents. Yeah, and, and there's, there's a good point in that, in that like Montgomery, I think, has got three districts involved in that, yeah. Montgomery County. Mm -hmm. Jefferson County is split into multiple districts, yeah. as well as Tuscaloosa. Now, these are big population centers, and that should be deciding things for themselves, but, but yet they're dividing them up into small little pieces to break down the voting blocks in those areas. I mean, Josh, if you broke up, uh, if you left Jefferson County and, and Montgomery County whole, mm -hmm. you know what? You wouldn't have Republicans representing those counties. No, you wouldn't. Um, yeah, well, you know, here's the thing. You could do it. You could still, you could still split up Montgomery and, and Jefferson County, but, but, and, and also give a, a full representation to all of the other counties, uh, you know, to, or to all 67 counties. Make sure that they all have uh, representation there, and then you could still divide up the, the larger counties and the larger population areas. Um, it is, 
you know, they're, they're, the League of Women Voters are 100% correct in this, but it'll never happen. And we all right. know why it'll never happen, because when we go through re-gerrymandering, I mean redistricting, <laughs> um, they are going to uh, line this thing up for, you know, to the benefit of Republicans. And they're going to minimize the impact that Democratic and black voters have in this state by packing them into districts the way that they have done the last several times. Um, and they'll say that it is a reflection of the overall population when we get to, you know, with the actual numbers of Democrats or black legislators that are in the uh, in the legislature. And and they'll say, you know, they'll hide behind that. But in reality, but what they've done, it is a lot. Well, it's not necessarily a lot by sheer number, but what it does is it squeezes everybody into these th- into these d- districts, and then you have no crossover voting or no right. no uh, influential voting uh, in, in these other districts, and that makes it that leaves us with people standing on the uh, on the uh, state house steps saying that uh, you know we got to worry about yoga and the three headed beast, and that's where <laughs> we get this crazy nonsense from. Well, my thing is this: if you look at every governor's race since uh, basically since Bob Riley. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it was pretty even than when he ran against Siegelman. Right. Uh, some people would even say Bob L- Riley lost, but yeah, a lot of people th- would. Yes, it, it's forty percent. It's over forty percent of the people vote for Democrats. Mm-hmm. So we can safely say that forty percent of the Alabama, state of Alabama leans Democratic. Mm-hmm. Yes, and sixty percent. So it's not equal representation by any stretch. Because you you have if you live in a certain district. Mm-hmm. You have only one choice. Right. You only well, have I, one choice. What I meant was is because really your only recourse through the courts is, is based on race. Uh, so when you go to a court to, to try to challenge this, um, you know, you look at the racial components that are there. And, and they have masterfully, I will say very smartly, made it to where the representation of black lawmakers in the legislature is you know, conducive to, to what we have as the numbers and throughout the state. And so they claim that that then is the representation numbers that we, that are deserved among Democrats. But we I all know it. that's phony. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I get it. I, I, and, and we assume that, uh, that, that anyway, we got to move yeah, on. It's, it's just, it's hey. a bad, it's a bad way. It's a bad way to do things. Uh, one of the things that I thought was brilliant, Josh, you did a story this week in which, uh, the state house will have no COVID restrictions. <laughs> except wear a mask if you're not vaccinated, but they can't check or ask if you're vaccinated. That's right. right. That's right. <laughs> they did it to themselves. Yeah. So good luck, guys. Uh, I mean, because every single one of you, for the most I mean, like 90% of you guys are in the at-risk categories there. So yeah. it's, uh, you know, yeah. good luck. Yeah, I mean, Susan, can you imagine going and, and, and getting the state house and all the people that are there in one place? And, and you've got one guy says, oh, I'm vaccinated, baby. I'm good. Yeah. yeah. No. Super I wouldn't get anywhere near that Petri dish. No. <laughs> just no way. It's no. just insane. And I'm vaccinated, so yeah, I yeah, still listen, would go near it. I think that for the most part, our lawmakers are going to be okay, and you know, because I think most of them have been vaccinated, they'll they probably are. all wear masks and try to keep themselves safe. But they're going to have the true believers uh, roll in there from all these little groups that come up to yep. lobby them, uh, and those yep, folks aren't sure. vaccinated and they're not wearing masks. No. Yep, and, and they, they got, don't care. They got one floor to cram into on both in both chambers, and they're yep. going to be. A shoulder to shoulder, and I'm telling you, this is another super spreader event, if, folks. If, if I were a lawmaker, I'd have a hazmat suit. <laughs> 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 well, now we just said that Steve Marshall did something that was very good, blocking my coverage thing. Well, he always does something to and, counteract. And that. he has counteracted that by saying. 
that Alabama will sue the federal government to block the federal mandate as proposed or as, as ordered by President Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. Josh, I, I don't think this goes anywhere, but they, we love to spend millions of dollars on lawsuits that don't matter. And then we yeah. don't have any money. Yeah, we're, we're, not, we're probably not actually going to sue. We're just going to sign on to somebody else's lawsuit, yeah. uh, you know, whatever the rag of people send out to them. Uh, but it, it's, yeah, it, it's not going to go anywhere because you look at the law and, and there, there's precedent for this. And, and Steve Marshall was pressed uh, on, on, during an interview on, on a Montgomery TV station this week about the, you know, the Supreme Court ruling in another case from 1905. And, and he essentially admitted that that case is probably going to serve as precedent for, for our government to be able to mandate. And it's not really a vaccine mandate. It's a mandate for either you get a vaccine or you get weekly tested. Um, and so, you know, that, that's where we are. They're, they're not going to be able to do this because of that precedent that's there. However, what they're going to try to do is attack it based on how it's being implemented through OSHA. Um, you know, I, I don't think that they have a lot of legs to stand on theirs either. But it really more political than anything. We have a vaccine that will save people's lives, Susan. Yeah, we do. And we have several of them that save people's lives every day. And, I mean, folks, this is not... When we're talking about going on a ventilator, we're not talking about going into, you know, somewhere where you've got an oxygen mask on. We're talking about invasive, down your throat, mm -hmm. into your lungs, big machines, beeping all the time. You can't even talk. You've got a giant thing down your throat. You have to be sedated. Yeah. I mean, you're, yeah. you're just out of it because it's so painful. Yeah. But, well, I, again, I don't know what you do uh, because if people want to be ignorant, they're going to be ignorant. And... You know, it's this, you know, the old saying, a man convinced against his will of a, is of the same opinion still. I figure we should just hold him down and vaccinate him. But we're going to have to leave it right there. You're watching The V. That's my mandate. We'll be right back. You'll never guess what 400,000 people in the U.S. were using when they crashed their cars last year. No, not this. This. Distracted driving will kill you. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. If you've been working, you've already proven yourself in ways you may not even notice. Managing your time, communicating effectively, and working as part of a team are key skills that employers value. At alabamaworks.com, you can find out how to build on your experience to up your game and get the job you really want because it's out there. Start your new success story at alabamaworks.com. Sponsored by Alabama Works, the Alabama Broadcasters Association, and this station. Welcome back to The V, the voice of Alabama politics. Josh, you wrote about this this week. Alabama has mandatory vaccines. We mandate vaccines for kids as young as kindergarten. Mm -hmm all the way through high school. Mm -hmm. At least 11 va vaccines that they have to take. Yes, yep, I've, uh, I believe me, I've been in the room. It's a very unpleasant experience to, uh, to take your infant uh, to, um, and uh, because you started about three months and, uh, and you start getting them vaccinated against these terrible diseases that we used to have in this country, which we no longer have, or we have in very limited cases because we've implemented these vaccines. Um, and so we don't have these things spreading throughout our communities anymore and killing 
thousands upon thousands of children. Uh, you know, rubella, for example, uh, was uh, uh, killed eleven thousand babies, uh, unborn babies, in in one year. Uh, in, in the 60s before we developed the vaccine. And so, yeah, you know what? We go in and we, you do this and your, your children look at you like uh, you have betrayed them, <laughs> you know, to, to no end and you hate it and it's the worst experience that you have. But if they want to go to school, uh, it's the law in this state. Uh, yeah. And not yeah. only is it the law, we do not, we have very few exemptions for that law. Uh, yeah. We right. have a religious one and a medical one and that's a wrap. My brother had polio at three years old. Now he's twenty years was twenty years older than me, but by the time I came up, we had the polio vaccine. Now mm-hmm. the kids also have to take diphtheria, tetanus. I can't pronounce that. Measles, mumps, rubella, <laughs> influenza, type B, polio, chickenpox. I mean, it, it, it's these are exciting. <coughs> I'm not sure why the coronavirus or the COVID. Go is to your school board and protest kids getting these vaccines to see yeah. how that works out for yeah, you. Yeah, the tetanus it's shot. Yeah, yeah. No, I want my kid to have tennis. You know, I mean, it's I mean, just, you know, what are we Susan, doing? I've had chicken pox. I don't want children to have chicken pox. No, no. Susan, I, I, you know, you brought up, you were talking, we were talking earlier, and how many deaths we've had in just less than two weeks here in Alabama. Yeah, it's something like around 500 yeah. in around 10 days. I mean, that that is not out there yet, but it, the yeah. information is coming. So it's, it's pretty rapid and... Yeah. It's it's really bad. I mean, I talked to one professional and said, yeah, the reason why our ICU beds are loosening up because people are dying. Mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons they're loosening up a bit. But yeah. we still aren't going to do anything about it. But uh, one in five Americans <clears throat> have died from COVID-19. Those of you who don't believe in math or think that people are lying to you, I don't know what to say to you. Uh, but... One in five, Josh. Think about that. That's that's yeah. so many. Yeah, one in one in five hundred, right? One in five hundred Americans have now died. Of, yeah, of yeah. COVID. That's and, what I meant. One in five hundred. I mean, it's just you know, it's a that's a staggering figure to think about. Um, and and what's even more staggering is if you look at the the numbers of uh, on things versus vaccinated uh, and unvaccinated people. Um, you know, it is it, the the difference in in getting that vaccine is so astonishing uh, when you look at illness, hospitalizations, ICU, deaths. Uh, it is, it's crazy. Look at the school districts. Uh, the the yeah. school district in San Francisco has had, uh, look, listen, just go look at their numbers because they've achieved what well, some 80% uh, of eligible students have been vaccinated in, in the San Francisco school system. And look at what their numbers are compared to ours. Just compare yeah. Just compare those numbers. That's yeah. all you need yeah. to do. Yeah. Well, you know, those San Francisco liberals, they believe in yeah. vaccinating their kids, you know. You, yeah, right. They and, like for their kids to live, bunch of liberals. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, I mean, uh, we're we're a conservative state, but it doesn't mean we have to be stupid. It just doesn't Ooh. mean it. We're but what we're known for. speaking of... Uh, this well, brand. <laughs> I know, right? Speaking of somebody who God protect us from him representing us in the U.S. Senate, uh, Mo Brooks, uh, Susan, we hear, uh, fears to go head to head with Katie Britt. Uh, you know, Linda Blanchard, who's running for Senate. There's been talk of her uh, running for governor, or maybe Secretary of State, or some other office. She is not. She said she's praying about this. But Mo Brooks has been pushing for her to stay in behind the scenes. He wants her to stay in because he thinks she'll peel off votes from Katie Britt. I think it's probably the opposite. I think she'll pull off votes from Mo Brooks. 
But if I want my Brooks up against Katie Britt, I would be shaking in my boots, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, Josh, I just don't see, uh, I, I think she can go head to head with him and it'll be fine in the primary. Mm -hmm. I, I don't, I, I think I, Linda Blanchard's a really nice woman. I, I I want all the best for her. She's She's out there running for the right reasons. But again, I think if you look at traction, Katie's got the traction right now. Yeah, you know, I, I, I agree with you on, on Linda Blanchard. I, you know, I, I, she's everybody I talk to says she, so she's very nice and very likable, and um, you know, but I, I don't, you know, she's she's not she's not gaining any ground on anybody from yeah. what I can tell, and I think she's probably better served in a, in a different race if if her interest is, it, it, you know remains in politics. And yeah. uh, but you know, I, to me, I, I the, the idea that you would choose Mo Brooks over Katie Britt is such. I mean, really, I, I just. I don't, well, you know, but honestly, uh, the guy that delivers my mail, I would choose him over Mo Brooks, and I don't even yeah. know that guy, you know, yeah, I mean, exactly. but I know Mo Brooks, and so I, I, I feel like I got a better shot with a guy delivering the mail. You know, it's funny this week, uh, last week, uh, you know, everybody's trying to, you know, blame Biden for this and that, the Afghan withdrawal, which every withdrawal from war seems to be, you know, fraud. It's always a disaster. Uh, but the thing is, you know, people have been very supportive of the Afghanis that we have brought back, the Afghanis who, mm -hmm. who helped America during that war were faithful foot soldiers and helping in various ways. Mo Brooks is now worried that having so many foreigners in the country could potentially be very dangerous. I can see where his problem is with that because he doesn't understand the word loyalty. Yeah. These people mm -hmm. were loyal to us. Yeah. During yeah. the war. And yeah. now he thinks they're going to come over here and turn on us. Yeah. He needs to look that word up. Josh, are you shocked that Mo Brooks is, is worried that some maybe tanner skinned people than he is are here? <laughs> yeah, no, no. The fact that, that, that he has a problem with a non-white person is the least surprising news I've heard today. Um, I mean, it's <laughs> literally, I mean, it's a, honestly, I, I guess what his problem is, is that uh, for him to remain elected in elected office, uh, he's got one trick, and it is convincing white people that they have somehow or another suffered some grievance or some, some you know, something has been put on them uh, that, that has caused them undue suffering here. Um, and if you have foreign people coming over who have actually suffered and who have actually been under, you know, some sort of tyrannical government, you know, it's just, uh, they, they don't buy it. Uh, they don't buy that nonsense, and so if it doesn't, if that doesn't sell for him, he's got nothing else. He's done nothing else in, in his whole time in Congress. Well, I don't know where Mo Brooks's people come from, uh, but they were immigrants. He wasn't yeah. not native to this country. But we're gonna have to leave it right there. You've been watching the V, the voice of Alabama politics. You watch us because we watch them.